One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. How are you? Well, I'm not in tier two, so I'm marginally better than you at the moment. How is it over in Essex? I mean, it's all right. It's all right. I'm not, I mean, it would be lovely to be able to mix, especially with half term coming up and that kind of thing. Mm. But it is what it is. We'll get our heads down. We'll get on with it. Um, yeah. Try it's and such find a funny some... time, isn't it? Because there are yeah. still so many wonderful bits going on, but it's really hard not to feel all the weight of the world. Like I've got friends that are not watching the news anymore. You know, they're just yeah. going to be... They're, being fed the information if it's really bad they're like I just can't watch it because every time I turn on it's just doom and gloom yeah no I I totally agree and also do you know what we've been really careful with not having the news on around Axel in particular because you forget how much they pick up on and also they they can kind they kind of get the vibe that there's something going on and you don't really want them to have that you want them to understand to a certain extent that the world isn't the same as it was uh, you know however many months ago months yeah. and months and months ago yeah. but also you don't want it to affect how they're feeling and you don't want them to worry about it either I don't know about you but some days I wake up and I feel really positive and I'm like right I'm gonna get up I'm gonna put my makeup on I'm actually gonna have a shower there's a chance I'm gonna wash my hair and not just use dry shampoo and I'm really gonna try and achieve something in the day or even just enjoy parenting and then there's other days that I wake up and I think oh fuck I don't want to do it today you know absolutely and we're Absolutely. so lucky, aren't we? You know, because we've got a lovely network and I do feel for people that are on their own. I do, th- I do, I do think about them. I think we need to rally around all of our single mates and people that are, are you know, on their own doing it and just check in with them more. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? It kind of leads us nicely to the topic yeah. that we're discussing today, which is all around the newborn bubble. And at the moment, in particular, those people in the newborn bubble might be finding it even harder than we did a couple of years ago, mm. um, just because they can't see friends. Um, I mean, actually, in a way, you could look at that as a positive because lots of people don't want visitors. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a good way to <laughs> to tell them that they can't come round. <laughs> Sorry, equally. You can't come. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry. Gone, no, I you'd be breaking the law. But also, <laughs> equally, you do want you do want some people around. You want the help. You want the support. And also, you just want to show your baby off as well. Yeah, of course you do. And you also want to go to baby groups, and you want to go to coffee mornings, and you want to go for like group swimming lessons. And you know, it is it must be seriously hard if you've just had a baby, or you've had a baby through lockdown. You know, we're, we're feeling you because how was it for you first time round? Um, I was thinking about this before we um, jumped on the podcast today. And I'd say that both times were very different. So the first time with Axel, um, I felt quite not pressured, but yeah, a little bit pressured to like, get up, get straight out. I mean, I think I went out for a family lunch, like with like, I don't know, 10 of my family on day three or something. Mm. And maybe even day two, actually. And I was fine. Like I was actually fine. And I was really excited to get up and out and, you know, take the pram out and do all of those things. But then I look back on it and actually... I was trying to breastfeed and I I hated it and did a lot of, you know, me wanting to just get out and get back to normal. Did that impact my breastfeeding journey? Yeah, it probably did. Mm. Um, If I'd have stayed at home and not felt like I was so desperate to get back out and get back to normal so quickly, maybe I would have found that a bit easier. Um, I think, yeah, I definitely felt that pressure of, just getting straight back. Do you think that was pressure that you put on yourself or do you reckon that was pressure that other people put on you? No, totally myself because I mean, if you know, if you, if you don't know Zoe and I's story, we both moved out of London when we had our first babies and moved to Cheltenham. So I didn't have the pressure of like mates around, you know, wanting me to get back up and out again. It was all on me. It was all like, I think I am I'm I'm like that in you know all aspects of my life anyway like get up and get on with it like that is sort of how I am um and I think that was you know that that was how I was after I first had Axel and you know in some ways it was great because I didn't you know I I wasn't scared to go out and I did get up and get myself you know walk go, go for walks and go for coffees and all that kind of stuff but then I don't think I took a moment you know like just yeah. to to breathe and relax um it was like almost non-stop from the moment yeah, he was born but I think I think a lot of people are programmed that way if you've spent yeah. your whole life on a bit of a rat race and I'm not talking just about careers here I'm just talking about you as a person if you're a doer and an achiever mm. and a you know and a let's get this shit done which as women we generally are we're the ultimate yeah. the, sorry the ultimate multitaskers so for suddenly our world's to go from being really big with loads of different strings attached to our bow to then suddenly just having one string and that is our sole focus actually to take our foot off the pedal and to just stop it goes against every part of our human nature as beings I found it really hard you're not the you know you're definitely not the only one Georgia and I think about that time as well that actually I'm really glad that I was away from London because I think it would have been worse for me had I been there that actually you know what some days we just walked around the park with a coffee and then went back and had a nap. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was just lovely that I, I, I definitely think first time around I did that. Second time around, I was back into work so quickly. 10 weeks after Kit was born, I had to start yeah. earning money again. There was no maternity uh, pay for me. So it was on me to like get back to work. So I have regrets the second time around, interestingly, not the first. 
Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Like there's so many other aspects. It's not just as straight as having a whole year off. And people say it's a year off. Obviously, it's not. It's a year to look after your baby. You know, there are lots of us who can't have a year off, like Yuzo. Like you, you, you couldn't take a year off, and you had to get back to work. And you're always torn. And I think that's just a theme that carries on, doesn't it, <laughs> throughout parenthood. <laughs> Yeah, that is a parenting theme, just feeling a bit torn. But I think those newborn days, if I'm ever, you know, speaking to a mate um, who's you know about to have their first baby or whatever, I'll always say, like, promise me, like, promise me you'll just take a minute. You know, you won't get home and feel like you need to do so much because that's like, that's my regret for sure is that mm. I wish I'd just taken, you know, paused for a yeah. little bit. Just, yeah. just pause. It didn't matter. We- like... We say that, don't we, Georgia, that we say that Mm. if you can really let go, let let go, just let it go. There is really nothing. You've grown a human for the last nearly 10 months and now you're raising a human and that is an incredible thing to do. So take the pressure off yourself. If you don't even get dressed that day, but you've managed exactly. to keep your baby alive for another day, yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well done you, you've, you've smashed it. All this stuff around your house can wait, you know, like the dishwasher, the, you know, whatever, the hoovering, all of that stuff can wait. You're not going to remember doing all of that stuff. And also people don't expect you to have all your shit together after you've just had a baby. You might have that expectation on yourself, but I promise like your mates, your family, whoever are not going to expect that of you. And if they can come round, they're coming round to see you and the baby. Um, Yeah. And and also communicate communicating with your friends and family about how you're feeling like really communicating with them because there'll be an expectation that once the babies come you know and they check in they might not check in again if they think you're doing okay so if you're not doing okay and you're really struggling in those first few months because that can be the worst part and the best part you know really do talk to somebody about that have a confidant that you can go do you know what I've had the worst day I've I've cried for three hours I've not done anything and I smell like baby sick (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's so, it's true. I think those first few months, like you say, are some of the best and the worst times. Um, But if you can try your hardest to ignore the outside world and just focus on you and your little bubble, then hopefully the good bits will outweigh the bad bits. Love that. Right, let's get into this q Do you want to kick us off? Let's do it. Yeah, let's kick off with Estelle. So the second due is, second due soon? Second due soon, first is 20 months. How to split time between the newbie and the first in the first few weeks? Oh, Jesus. I mean, this is the hardest part, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. Um... I mean, my advice to you, I think, and we've done a podcast podcast on this already, um, is to really make sure that you are not putting your elder child to the side. There's obviously going to be elements of the fact that, if, you know, if you're either if you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, you're going to have to give, you know, some proper one-on-one attention to the new baby. But it's really important for the elder sibling not to feel left out. So I think it's about, you know, first time round for me, it was like I was doing everything and wanting to do everything and was kind of like, oh, I can't even put her down for a second. I mean, when Kit came along, you know, I was very much, it was more of a handing, you know, Kit over to Doz and letting him do a bottle in the evening and just spending special time with Luna, whether that was doing a sticker book or building a tower or, you know, doing some coloring in together. And I would just make sure that every single day there was half an hour for me and Luna. 
Yeah, no, I would second that. And also just, you know, with your 20 month old, what, you know, what do they like doing that maybe they're not normally allowed to do that much of? So with Axel, for instance, when I first had Gigi and I was breastfeeding her, I knew that that was going to take up big, you know, big parts of my day, but I would turn it into a positive for Axel. I'd be like, come on, let's go upstairs. When while I feed Gigi, we can snuggle and watch a film. You know, things that he felt like were a treat and so when I was feeding her he didn't think of it as a bad thing he thought of it as a great thing (laughs) he was like great Gigi needs a feed I can watch you know whatever the thing that I'm not normally allowed to watch is um and just that kind of thing it's about your language as well isn't it um not being like oh you know I've just got to do this for the baby you know the baby wait a minute wait a minute it's just yeah, just about- go away and play whilst I do this it's about yeah. encouraging them to be playing whilst you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding you know whilst yeah. you're doing that having that moment with the newborn make sure that your eldest is involved in the process and obviously exactly. you know, 20 months you know able to do bits and pieces so maybe you know handing you a wipe you know oh let's yeah. go and change exactly. Baby's bottom, hand me a wipe, you know, things like that. They love all that. Exactly. Yeah, they do. I've seen people as well get like little dolls and stuff for their older ones and like little nappies and stuff. And when they're changing the new baby, they'll have their elder like next to them, you know, changing nappies as well. It's just, I guess it's just about trying to make it a little bit fun. Um, So Jessica, when did the newborn bubble stop for you guys? Oh, that's a good question. Interesting. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't even think of the actual transition. Like, so for you, was it when you went back to work with Kit? No, I think the trigger was when Kit started to settle with his reflux and he started to sleep through, which was about six months. About six months. And then, you know, they, they're they not just kind of, as Ellie said, like slugs on the floor. They're actually starting to do stuff like sitting up and, and kind of communicating a little bit better with you and you get smiles and giggles and you can, you know, you've got more of a little human rather than a, a t- tiny slug that just shits all the time. So it's, <laughs> I think for me, yeah, Kit, we had such a, you know, a troublesome start with Kit with all the reflux and the pain that he was in and all the allergies and everything else. Once we started to wean him, I think I was like, actually, he's not a newborn anymore. He's not a baby anymore. You know, he can do things for himself. And yeah. 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 I think actually you're right in the whole sleep thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like once you're not waking up in the night, then you feel like the newborn phase, you know, the newborn bubble is ending. But you know what makes me quite sad when people say the newborn bubble? I feel like I didn't have the newborn bubble either time because I was never in a bubble. I feel like I burst the bubble. You weren't in the bubble. Of course you were. I I feel like I didn't do that. When I think about the word newborn bubble, like the, the phrase newborn bubble, I feel like it's that home, you know, being around the baby, being all cozy. And I you feel were doing like that, I just- Georgia. You were, because we were in Cheltenham together and we used to go yeah. around Tesco after the gym and then used to be like, right, I'm off home now with Axel. You yeah, that's true. Cozy on the sofa with him. I think I think you're forgetting yeah. about all of those times. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah, to be fair, that year we 
the whole year, pretty much, we did have a lot slower pace of life. George's memory, it? she's got yeah. still got baby brain. She's definitely still in the newborn bubble. <laughs> I'm I in the newborn bubble, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean, it. though? Like, yeah. it depends how you think of the newborn bubble. That's that's what I mean. Um, I guess if you mean being at home and, and not, not doing too much, then, yeah, for me, it didn't weeks. last. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very long. But yeah. if, if you're, you know, talking about your whole focus being on the baby, then, yeah, way longer way 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 longer my second baby is due next week and already feeling pressured to have visitors even more worried because of covid any advice on how to put people off until ready that's from m yeah um i would say i think you need to start off by having those conversations right now really honest chat with your family and friends and just say i love you but i'm feeling really anxious about the current state of affairs in the world and I'm really not comfortable with having visitors and I really want to do Zooms and I really want you to be part of it but in terms of having people around I'll let you know when I'm ready this is all about you and the baby it's no you don't need to worry about anybody else's feelings I know we always take on that responsibility of looking after everybody else's emotions but this is this in this entire moment is about you and the baby Yeah, absolutely agree. And also, you know, the current situation is actually quite a good thing to, so that people understand why you don't want visitors. You know, a lot of people, even when COVID isn't around, don't want visitors, but they find it really difficult to explain to friends and family why not. Whereas now, you know, there's health connotations as well. Um, You know, you can use that, use that to your advantage. Yeah, just be honest. Yeah. Katie. My baby Luther is uh, just over three weeks. He is like my magnet. Should I go with it and just keep cuddling or make more of an effort to put him down? With your experience, would love to know your thoughts. Can barely have a wee by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nothing changes there, Katie. That basically carries on and on and on. Yeah, exactly. Having a wee by yourself is like the (laughs) ultimate luxury in parenting. Do you Um, want to... Yeah, I'm kind of torn with this because I know how that feels with Gigi. James used to take the mickey out of me. He'd be like, are you ever going to put her down? And the answer was no, I'm not ever going to put her down because I just loved it. I loved having her on me. But then I think there came a point for me where I really needed like I needed to put her down. So it was when I felt ready to do it that I thought, right, no, I'm going to make more of an effort to do this now. Um, So you think you have to go with how you're feeling, but also think, you know, have a think about um, nap, you know, nap times and just little pockets of the day where you could start to put to put the baby down and see how you feel and see how they feel as well. But I mean, three Mm. weeks in, so early. So little. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good advice, G. I think it's all about how you feel. Um, I would give yourself a break though. The baby's only three weeks old. That baby's been inside you for such a long time. They still feel very much part of you. They think you're one person. So there aren't any rules or regulations on when the right time is. But I think if you're doing your sort of, you know, feeding and then sleeping. I mean, they'd be sleeping for like 19 hours a day at this point anyway. So even if you could maybe try putting baby down for one nap a day, then, you know, try how that feels. But if you don't want to, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you can spoil, you can't spoil a baby. Oh God, no. So yeah. Um, Is it still a bubble with a second baby? (sighs) I don't think it is. 
No, and also going back to what I said before, it depends what you class as as the bubble. <laughs> Obviously, your life still changes, you know, and and you do slow down a little bit, but essentially, you do still have to get up and get on because of your older children it really depends on what your setup is and it really depends on what the age gap is because if you've got an elder child that has to get up and go to school um yeah and you're responsible for that then you you know remember when you'd sort of wake up stir feed the baby go back to sleep maybe wake up again a bit more food bit of daytime telly put your feet up all that stuff it sort of goes out the window when you've got a second one because you've got an older one to look after so I definitely think there are pockets of the bubble and you have to hang on to those moments those like beautiful cuddles and snoozing together on the sofa but it's not all like that no and if you do feel like you know that it's getting a bit too fast paced too quickly then definitely you know if you can reach to friends and family to take your older one out so you can have those lazy days at home with the baby so true. then do it absolutely do it because you're you know your the elder children will like love that they will love the special time out so yeah um to jess what is the most useful thing that friends and family can can do to help in the early days i feel like i've got the answers because my (laughs) mum was so brilliant and she really came into her own because i have a funny relationship with my mum i'm obviously you know adore her and love her to death but it's it's definitely been a tricky relationship over the years but when i had luna she came over from kenya she stayed for two weeks not not straight away. So I had two weeks on my own and then my mum arrived and what, no, maybe a week actually. And then she arrived and she basically didn't do any of the real emotional stuff, but she did all of the practical stuff, which was like cooking the meals, doing the washing, tidying up, making sure that I always had a glass of water. She was bringing me you know, my favorite snack, which is toast with butter, marmite and cucumber, Uh, (laughs) making sure that my pillows were puffed up when I was feeding. Just, she was just there on hand to take Luna off me whilst she ran me baths. She like washed my head. Like she was just so wonderful. I can't tell you. And all that was the stuff that I really needed. I think food, meals, and like someone coming in and just doing all the shit, like the cleaning and the washing and stuff like that is so essential. Yeah, I would second that. All of the practical stuff, you know, your mates can go and grab milk from the shops for you or bread or whatever it is. You know, if you're if you're close to your parents, you know, they can come in, do do the washing and the ironing and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, and don't be afraid to ask either because, I mean, one of my best mates has just had a baby and I'm always like, if you want me to come around and just take the baby for a walk while you have a shower, like I will, that's fine. (laughs) Like no, you know, no task is like too small. Like just any of those little things, people will be so happy to do that for you. Or just leave a lasagna on the doorstep. Yeah. Or like a spaghetti bolognese (laughs) or like a cottage pie or something that they can just whack in the oven and heat up and it's done. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, go down to cook or you can order stuff from wherever. But like, I think food on the doorstep is a really, that's a really big tick in the box. Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So all the food. Yeah, (laughs) bring the snacks. (laughs) Bring the snacks. So we'll be back right after this. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi, is back. And Series 2 has got some incredible guests lined up. Here is a little taster. People see mental illness as a weakness, but I think people with mental illness are stronger. I'm a proud gay man now. I feel proud every single day. So then I had to go about the task of trying to accept it because I wasn't going to get plastic surgery and I wasn't going to change it. You know, those moments in your life, it was like a thunderbolt. Was it really? A big time. The conversations I've been having have blown my mind and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what's to come. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss one of our amazing episodes. They will be out every Wednesday morning. That's The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Welcome back. Now, where were we? So this is Amanda. How can you support a friend at the moment who's just had a baby? I think, yeah, if you can't physically go and see your friends at the moment or physically go around and do the cleaning or, you know, take the baby out for a walk or that kind of thing, then it is checking in with them. It's, you know, maybe sending them a surprise, you know, on, you know, ordering online, sending them a surprise, phoning them, reaching out to their partner to make sure they're okay as well. It's just being there, isn't it? And listening. Yeah, arranging maybe with their partner or whoever's at home with them to book in for like a Zoom call for half an hour a week where you can actually, you know, have a glass of apple juice if you're not drinking (laughs) or wine if you are and just sit in and check in with that person. So it feels like a bit of a thing. So they can hand the baby over for that half an hour and just have some time out to think, you know, talk about how they're really feeling. Because I think emotional support at the moment is really what you need if you're in that newborn bubble. Um, because like we said earlier on, you know, all of the baby groups, all of the classes, all the meetups and everything, it's quite difficult to do. Obviously, we can still go for a walk in certain areas. So if you're in tier two, you can still meet up. I think in tier three, you can't, can you? Yeah, I don't think you can, no. So it's a bit tricky. It's a bit tricky to know what your limitations are. But I think emotionally just being there for them is absolutely key at the moment. Yeah, whatever you can do so that they don't feel isolated. I think that's that's the key. Also, everyone just loves a face cream. So failing that, just post them some really luxurious piece of like a bath bomb or like some oils or something. Do you know what I mean? Something luxurious. Something luxury. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Um, 
I'm terrified to have another baby because I'm worried they won't sleep as well as my first. That's from Izzy. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is we um, so much, actually. Yeah, we do. In fact, if you go back and listen to the podcast around when I was pregnant, I think I was saying these things. Yeah, you were. <laughs> um, and nothing you can do about that. There is absolutely, no. I wish that we had the magic potion, but you may be blessed with two absolute phenomenal sleepers, or you might get really fucked and have a baby yeah. that just won't go to sleep. Um, I don't know. But either way, you're not going to regret it. You're you not going to regret, regret it. it. No, you won't. And it's for a short amount of time. And also, I think when you've already had a baby, you'll, you, know, you know you can ask for support. You know you can ask for advice. You know kind of what to do if they're not sleeping a little bit, probably more so than you would with your first. Um but failing that, just like contact the sleep sisters. <laughs> yeah. Contact, yeah. Contact, contact Gem and Eve from Calm and Bright, and they yeah. will sort you out. We've done a podcast with them as well. So, yeah. yeah. There is always a solution. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make that be the reason why you're not having another baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, tips for eating well. That's from Catherine. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Tips for um, eating well. Tips for eating well in the newborn bubble. Um, do you know what? One of the things I, I was thinking about this when you were saying about your mum bringing you snacks, I had a real obsession with like chopped fruit. <laughs> what a good obsession <laughs> When I was, but when I was pregnant, but then also after. And so I always, like before James left and went to work, I'd always be like, can you make sure like that there's like chopped mango and chopped watermelon, all that just to hand. Like it's, it's about like having those things to hand. So then you don't reach for like a chocolate yeah. bar. I mean, I did do that as well, but you, you did have those healthy things that you could just snack on that you didn't need to cook or prepare. Plus, like Georgia said, there's so much going on in those first few months with you trying to establish looking after this stranger and making everything okay and whatever form of feeding that you choose to do you might come up against some problems in that area and you know baby's crying and you're hungry and you just grab a packet of crisps because the crisps are there if you've got something that's healthier that's already prepared and prepped then it's easier for you it's those situations where you're starving hungry that you just grab like Georgia said a chocolate bar which listen we all do there is nothing wrong with that I always think yeah. everything in moderation and I exactly. also think yeah taking the pressure off yourself at the beginning you know this yeah. whole like snap back body thing is just bullshit you know yeah. you listen to your body you start you know gentle walking and doing your exercise whatever you want to do when you feel ready but also yeah. looking at things like you know we all know the things that either fall from the trees or grow from the ground. They're the, they're the stuff that we should be eating. So like, I think I have these things called emergency nuts and they're not Doz's actual balls in my <laughs> handbag. They're actual like pistachio, walnuts, Brazil nuts. I have them with um, raisins and dark chocolate and I have bags of them around the house. So if I ever get yeah. hungry, I just go to those rather than snacking on stuff. And I did that when, the, when Luna and Kit were babies. Yeah, absolutely. Just about having those things like just to hand. But also, I mean, I don't know about you, Zoe, but I find that if I'm sleep deprived and then I'm not eating well, it makes me feel even worse. And so if you're like that, then it is as much as you don't want to have to concentrate on that, it is good to have like those wholesome meals just so that your body's like fueled properly. Absolutely. so we've just started ordering these things called athletic greens and they they come delivered to the door every single month. It's a powder that I mix in that I make a smoothie with 
but it's basically got all of the nutrients, all the green veg, all the supplements, everything that you need in basically a drink, one drink, which I whack in some banana and various other bits and pieces, but I just do, do a scoopful of those. And it, it, as long as I know that I've had that every single morning, and I think if you can just do something like that at the start of the day, then you know you're starting yourself off. Because I always find if I eat a bad breakfast, it's downhill for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, getting into smoothies and that kind of thing when you've just had a baby because it's easy and you know you're going to get those nutrients. And then it doesn't really matter if, you know, you're reaching for the crisps later in the day because you know (laughs) at least your body has had some of the good stuff, right? So true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What was your favourite thing about the newborn bubble? What was your favourite thing? I just loved the skin on skin time. I was such a big skin on skinner. Um, Me and Luna were just like always, you know, sort of touching and cuddling. And she used to just sleep on my chest for just hours and hours and hours. And that smell and just feeling like we're the only two people in the whole universe. And actually sometimes when I get into bed with her at night, give her a cuddle, I still feel like it's that moment again. You know, I feel like you get such a deep connection when you've got your little baby just just really close and heartbeats and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, skin on skin for me was my favorite part. I miss it. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think having them sleep on you, like falling asleep on you is just the loveliest thing. James and I always talk about it actually. And we go back and look at photos. And I think that's something that that actually passes so quickly. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I really, really miss that. Yeah, you've got to make the most of those moments because it just goes by in a flash. Like the amount of stuff that we're juggling at the moment, and I'm sure everybody listening is juggling at the moment. There's never really a moment that you feel that present. And there's something so brilliant. And I still go back to Madeline Shaw's podcast, which we did about a year and a half ago, where she said every evening she just put her phone to bed, put it in a box in the kitchen and just left it. And I'm really trying to, to tell myself to just leave my bloody phone alone, that the emails can wait, that actually it's more important that I sit and build a tower with Kit than is to answer an email but there's some you know and when you're in the newborn bubble hopefully you don't have any of that to do you can just be there with the baby yeah i want another one (laughs) i do want another one sometimes don't you um no okay no i'm no 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 if you listen back like six episodes you'll hear me say something completely different i change my mind all the time (laughs) tips about how and when to start expressing so my partner can support with feeding um, and what bottle to use, I think. Yeah, um, so I guess we start on the bottles. Um, there's obviously loads that you can try and every baby is different. I had big success with the man bottles. They're Me anti-colic too. ones. Did you as well? Yeah. Yeah, I loved them. They're the ones that I bang on about to friends who are having babies. I'm always like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. They yeah. also, you don't need a steriliser. I think that's mm. a really good good thing as well. Um, you can just pop them in the microwave. Um, yeah, they they are great bottled. <laughs> they were using really, Dr. Really Brown's for a long time, the Gigi. No, with Axel. Was it Axel? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Axel, I used Dr. Brown's, but with Gigi, I used ma'am. Um so yeah, I think they're really, really good. Um, and extent thing with expressing how and when, if you read 
information like on the internet or you know breastfeeding experts it's all very conflicting and you know lots of people say will say you shouldn't start expressing until they're four weeks you shouldn't start expressing until then or whatever because you need to wait for your milk to come in with Gigi I started expressing like after a week I think um and it didn't do me any harm um I I wanted her to be able to take a bottle like that was always a thing that I had in my head I really wanted her to be able to take a bottle like you um you know to be able to get you know your husband involved or whatever so it's kind of up to you when you start I think the thing is you shouldn't feed and express too much at the beginning because then that's when your boobs can get engorged but unless you're you know expressing feeding expressing feeding all day long that shouldn't happen yeah yeah, like Georgia said, there's so much conflicting advice on the internet and it's all very confusing. But if you want your baby to take a bottle as well, then you can start establishing that from, you know, quite early on. I think a good tip is to not try the bottle when the baby is very hungry. So make sure that baby is settled and comfortable. Um, also, it's a really good idea if you're not in the room when you're giving the, you know, so your partner can kind of give the bottle and your and your baby can't smell you um, or smell your breast milk. And they also say doing it at exactly the same time a day, uh, every single day. So just pick a, pick a time slot and stick to it. Uh, not to do it in the middle of the night as well because it's a bit too confusing for them. Um, and yeah, persistence is absolutely key yeah you'll get there for sure yeah um in it now with 12 week old twins when do things start to get easier that's from courtney oh my god courtney you are hero you are our hero 12 week old twins yeah twins whenever i see mums with twins i almost like bow down to them i'm like wow how are you doing (laughs) and i know that you know a lot of a lot of people won't know any different because that you know their first experience as a mum is with twins um but when do things start to get easier um, I think around six months. Yeah, yeah. I think when you start weaning, yes. a lot of a lot of things fall into place because they start to sort of sleep better. And also as well, hopefully they start to sleep better. But when they start moving and being a bit more active, they kind of go back to sleeping for longer periods again as well because they're using up more energy. Yeah, so I nine, ten find, months yeah. when they start, you know, they might start crawling, you know, babies crawl at different ages. But whenever the babies start crawling, start moving, yeah. then it becomes a bit easier. Yeah, it's all, I mean, the thing is, it never gets easier, does it? So, like, every phase that, you know, your children go through have a different set of challenges. But in terms of feeling, like, utterly overwhelmed, I think six months is when you kind of get into your flow a little bit more and you probably feel a bit more confident. And the person to reach out to and check in on that matter is Chantelle Shamps because she's had twins and she knows. Yes, um, she does. So definitely drop her a uh, direct message. She's also been on the podcast as well. She was brilliant. But um, yeah, in terms of, you know, things getting brighter, they do. And you've just got to hang on in there. Just drink wine. I always go back to <laughs> wine, but I do think it's a good aid for most problems. I mean, yeah. I can. Yeah, I I totally agree. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, right, listen, that is it for this week. Um, we're going to be back on Tuesday with another podcast for you. But as always, we would love you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And thank you for sending in all of your messages. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you've got any suggestions for these Friday episodes, then please do drop us a message at Made by Mamas or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman. And we will see you on Tuesday. See you then.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.